0: It's time for another episode of Star Wars All In, the show that goes all in on all the details, characters, places, things, and news of that galaxy far, far away. I am one of your hosts, Mac, and I'm joined by my friend and fellow newshound, Ross. Ross.
1: Mac, great to be with you this week. Unfortunately, we are not together. We are far apart. Uh, Unfortunately, I am quarantining for uh, possible COVID. Uh, I am feeling Mm -hmm. fine, 100% okay, no need to worry. But we are taking the precautionary measure of not getting together tonight for our record. So I oh, am in my residence, you are in yours, and we are recording remotely. So if you uh, hear a changing quality this week, we apologize. We should be back to normal next week if COVID has not consumed me.
0: Or back to this, depending on how your tests go. But we're pretty positive you're asymptomatic. So uh, we're doing the smart and safe thing, but hopefully... You have not caught the plague. Yeah, Um, I'm really hoping. And also, let's be honest, we're recording this the day before we release it because I have a crazy new job and it's got different work schedules and it's been tougher to figure out the podcast. So, you know. It's a weird um, start to the year, but we're getting there. we're, we're, We're trying to find our rhythm. So we decided that. The original topics we have, we're going to delay those until we can be back in the same room. And we're just going to go over something that actually happened uh, the day we're recording this, which is yesterday, if you're listening to the day of the release, or the past, if you're listening to the future, <laughs> um, which was the announcement of some game information and just kind of bat around the concept of where games, video games specifically, are in the Star Wars universe here in 2022.
1: Yes, it's exciting to have some updates on this uh, directly from the source. It's not often that we get official uh, Star Wars press releases, so it's exciting to have some news to talk about.
0: Yeah, so we're going to mull over all of that, Um, so buckle up, get ready for some speculations, because we're going to start talking about that right after this. so i think we're uh i think we're just gonna have a little fireside chat here fire spray
1: chat here (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep things light uh and quick today and talk a little bit about some news mac you want to set the scene for us since you're the uh resident video game expert between us
0: yeah so um the the kind of big news we're going to comment on today uh amongst a few other items is uh the fact that uh, star wars is back in the video gaming making business like for realsies um today ea announced um that respawn the people that made the very celebrated uh star wars jedi fallen order is not only working on the follow-up to that whatever is going to be in the jedi series Uh, And the way they frame that means that we can probably expect something that is, you know, Jedi yada 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 or whatever it's going to be, Um, which a lot of people are speculating uh, that that announcement is going to come in the next like five, six months uh, that we'll know about that game. And it's maybe a game for this year or early next year. It really does
1: seem like we should be close.
0: Yeah, they've been working on the game for a while, and from what most people know, while it's going to have new planets and probably stuff like that, so it's not uh, a completely easy sequel to make, there's a lot of the under-the-hood work that's already been done. You know, the basic set of animations, the combat, uh, the way they've tweaked the engine, you know, they've, they've nailed a lot of things, so the hope is that, um, yeah, that maybe this holiday we'll be playing The Further Adventures of Cal Kestis.
1: Um, I mean, I really really hope so. I don't think there was anybody we know who didn't enjoy that game. I mean it really truly was uh, beloved by every Star Wars fan I know that played it.
0: Oh, I think I think because it told a very um, this sounds mean but like simple story. like I like the fact it was a very good straight down the lane Star Wars story. Um, It explored a time period that we're not too familiar with. It showed us new wrinkles to the universe. But Cal's story is a nice, easy to digest kind of fable like we're used to from um, other iterations of Star Wars. I mean, it kind of reminds me more of like the storytelling in like Clone Wars or something like that, where, you know, again, it's just about this guy trying to survive and he has his quest and he's on his quest and uh, it leads it leads places. Um, It's a great game. Uh, and I also will stand by, uh, it's one of my favorite uh, trends in video gaming is they also had great accessibility, so a Dark Souls-like game that I would normally have zero interest in, I could at least play and beat, so <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah, you, uh, you played it on the, on the
1: story difficulty, right, is what you're saying, played it on the, on the, the basic difficulty, and you really enjoy when games have that option.
0: I do, because that's sort of my, my, I guess, response to getting too old is the fact of like, it's not so much that I've lost interest in playing video games. It's just like, I don't have time to get good. I, I just kind of have time to play the game. I would just like to play <laughs> the game with, I don't want to say mi- to me, a minimal challenge. Like the nice thing about difficulty is if you find it boring, you can always kick it up. The problem is so many games don't let you kick it down. Um, And that's why I appreciate games that do have sort of like narrative modes or other uh, accessibility modes for folks that either physically can't get through portions of the game or, like me, just don't want to. (laughs) So (laughs) um, that was really, really nice. Um, Yeah, so we're all very excited to see what the next Jedi game might be. Uh, We also heard that Respawn, I guess, is sort of, gonna be in charge of of star wars as far as ea's triple a titles go because they are also building a second game in house they are building a first person shooter of some ilk and as the story developed um over the day we found out that it is extraordinarily unlikely to be battlefront since dice the developer of the first two battlefronts um kind of like their pr team was like yeah we're not making a battlefront uh, and I saw someone make a very clever quip of the fact of, like, yeah, you get two Battlefronts right in a row, once for a decade. So,
1: so we he, will come back so to Battlefront eventually, but for now, maybe something new. And they are uh, yeah. responsible for other
0: first-person per- first shooters in the past, this team, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the Respawn uh, gets its name because they were originally the folks that built Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, Eventually, they left Activision and formed their own company and got a partnership with EA, Um, and they are probably most famous in the current context for creating the um, fairly popular game Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They are also responsible for the Titanfall series, Titanfall 1 and 2, um, which are fairly celebrated, and that was the thing that made me excited about uh, Jedi Fallen Order was Titanfall 2 was especially a surprisingly story-driven game, especially given the first game, doesn't really even have a single-player mode. So it was interesting for them to sort of break out. So they definitely know what they're doing around shooters and how to build them. So uh, a lot of uh, hopes and dreams I saw got poured into the void of exactly what that game is. A lot of people saying, like, oh, Kyle Katarn's coming back. We're going to have dark forces again. <laughs> uh, I heard people uh, that that, you know, spoke to my heart of like, yeah, we're going to get Imperial Commandos. Finally, the long-wanted, canceled sequel to Republic Commando. Um, I don't know how likely either of those are, but I'm sure they'll make something that'll be worth our attention. Well, what's so interesting about it is, you
1: know, you and I have talked multiple times before about the fact that we're, you know, going on eight years into this Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm, and the video Mm -hmm. game wing of things has been relatively light. I mean, obviously, we got two Battlefront games. Uh, The second one had a a really long life. Um, Jedi Fallen Order was incredibly well received. And there have been a few, you know, remasters and a few mobile games. But it has been, with the exception of um, uh, Fighter, you know, TIE Fighter, It has been a relatively light slate of games. And even though we've had a couple others announced, we've also had a couple announced and then canceled. You know, there's lots of talk about if Eclipse will actually happen or not. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how quickly we can actually get these games because it seems so outside outside of obvious for them to announce these things far in advance without them being, you know, closer to being ready, but are they doing it because of, uh, you know, any other ulterior motive that they're not talking about or we're not considering?
0: I, I think what you're seeing with this... Oh, real quick, let me just finish our, our, our the story, the top story then we'll talk about all what you're speaking about the the meaning of sure sure and the last yeah. game that they announced today was also the fact that we are going to have a strategy game made by a new development studio that's partnering with respawn as far as can tell, respawn's sort of going to be shepherding them through the ea publishing and distribution stuff um but they're going to be making the game themselves with maybe some tech help from respawn but this is a group of people that are ex pharaxis pharaxis uh, Uh, Employees. Firaxis is made um, a lot of what they call um, X4 games, Uh, like for instance, Stellaris um, is one of the is the oh, I'm sorry, that's Firax, that's that's uh, Paradox. My bad. The big one is um, Civilization and uh, XCOM. Uh, So I'm hoping for XCOM. I think uh, after we saw that, that is a really cool type of squad-based strategic game that can map to other things like, say, I don't know, Super Mario. Um, uh, Because Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle is an XCOM-like strategy game. Uh, That's what I would kind of like to see from them, but it may be a more galactic sweeping uh, game like Civilization or, you know, a a more broad... conquer the galaxy kind of game. But they mostly just said that it's a strategy game from people who have definitely worked on some of the best strategy games that have ever been made. So that's promising. Uh, and last but not least, we actually had the, the wraps pulled off of uh, uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga uh, with a trailer just this past week. Um, That sort of reveals the gameplay and the open world and the way that you're going to engage with that content because it kind of was supposed to be out at the end of 2019 then went dark um, because of uh, partially COVID but also because it just seems like it was a very ambitious game and just couldn't nail getting released with Rise of Skywalker and uh, now we kind of see why it's an incredibly ambitious and gargantuan game which is probably why all kinds of horror stories about crunch for that team are starting to come out of the woodwork. Um, because it is a really ambitious game that does need to ship. It's, it's getting to two years late. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> um, how I, I think the game is going to be fine. The human cost of it is, well, that's something we're really reevaluating in video game construction in general. So ongoing story with that. But again, those are sort of like three new, new games being confirmed that are being in production. Um, mm-hmm. Usually if they're at the point that they're admitting that they're done That they're ready to go that means at least the company is confident that they'll bring them out because other games like the um uh was it project they call it mavericks Uh, the the ann Henning game uh was a game that never was officially announced it was never actually said that it was going to come out it's just something we heard about later on as far as things go these uh are the big things of star wars that ea said we're doing outside of battlefront battlefront 2 their mobile game galactic heroes and the sims expansion journeys to batu so we've already announced three games which will almost double the entire output of ea during their time with the star wars license And
1: I am uh, not uh, making this up in my head that not that long ago we got an announcement that Lucasfilm Games was coming back, right? And that they were going to be essentially producing content again. And is this the first, you know, bit of information we're getting about their, you know, sort of push to make Star Wars video games bigger again?
0: Here's the thing. It's a publishing arm. So it's not... So Lucasfilm Games was originally started in the 80s and it mm-hmm. was George Lucas just basically experimenting with that medium. And there was a number of games that came out of that. Eventually that company by the 90s became LucasArts and they were in-house developer of Star Wars titles along with a bunch of uh, new IP and a few spattering of Indiana Jones games. Um, but in general, they're their own thing. By the end of the 2000s before they closed their doors because they closed long before the sale of Lucas. Uh, LucasArts was basically just a licensing agency. And that's what LucasFilm's game is kind of. They're a licensing agency as well as it seems like they're going to be a little more hand on. And a lot of people took the signaling of them reorganizing that uh, division, that group within um, LucasFilm is because of the sort of mishandling or what some people say from the EA side of the uh When they needed a question about licensing, figured out like, hey, can we use this character? It was sometimes really hard to get someone who would give the rubber stamp to, yes, you can use that character, or no, you can't. Um, So the communications to try and smooth that out. And the other thing that came when Lucasfilm Games was announced to be organized was, we had also started hearing the rumblings of that um, Quantic Dreams was maybe working on a game which eventually got announced as Star Wars Eclipse. And Ubisoft, the French developer, also came out with an announcement that they were in active production of a Star Wars game. So, it seemed like they were no longer trusting EA to their own devices to build Star Wars, But they were getting their hands dirty again and saying like, hey, just like how like Marvel works where Marvel's done a great job with working with different studios produced like Ultimate Alliance 3 for the Nintendo Switch or working on the Avengers game for all platforms or working on the Spider-Man game for the Sony platforms. Like maybe it's better if we get our hands dirty and get involved and not trust just one big video game company to take care of all this for us. Very, very interesting. So...
1: We're going to see a lot more diversity in Star Wars games, hopefully in the next couple of years, both in types of games that are coming out and by the different developers that we have actually working on them. Uh, This is exactly what we want to see from Disney and Star Wars and Star Wars video games is more diversity, more types of projects, more types of things. So uh, we'll chalk this one up as some good news. We'll chalk this one up as a win, I think, right?
0: Yeah, I think we can say we say that uh, it's it's exciting because again, what EA made like Battlefront, Battlefront Two for what they are are really really good games. Um, I think Battlefront Two got more celebration mostly because it just it added to the tapestry of Star Wars, where the first one is just more of a Star Wars fantasy. Since the single player game existed, you know we had more Star Wars, you know Inferno Squad and their story and stuff like that. All, all, well done. Jedi Fallen Order is was such a surprise hit. I mean, the second it was announced, people were excited. When it came out, it was really delivering on that promise. It, it was great, um, and I think everyone can kind of be excited that uh, specifically respawn seems to be the tip of the spear because they obviously care about the franchise, they care about the characters and star stories, and you know they're not trying to. I think do anything less than create brand new Star Wars experiences for fans. And that's a good place to be.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what we want. Uh, One thing I'm hoping for in uh, part of the return to form with video games is a return to publishing novelizations of the games. You know, we got uh, sort Mm -hmm. of novel tie-ins with both Battlefront games. We got an art book with Fallen Order, but Fallen Order would have been a great game to do a novel for. The last time we got one was uh, Force Unleashed. Well, Force Unleashed 2, technically. But
0: Well, and I think you can probably see some of that stuff coming down the pipeline because, again, if Lucasfilm is a little more hands-on, they're not checking in with EA. They're part of the story development and that kind of thing. So that means that other agencies like Lucas Books can be involved with, well, what are you doing over there? Is that going to be a compelling book? We can talk to Delray. We can get that out there. Should we get that out there? Um, having those kinds of um, conversations. Again, I, I mean, there there's probably not a world where Lucasfilm is, again, making their own in-house games just because of how the industry is now. But it's really good to see them sort of add competition back in by having – multiple studios take their their cracks at what can a star wars game be because that's going to give us more diverse star wars experiences oh i forgot to mention ea did i always forget it and it's sad because it's a really good game it's one of my favorite games they've made which was squadrons they did have star wars squadrons Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which was just a great like a flight sim game because we hadn't seen one of those since like the year 2000 so that was cool how much Um, have you
1: been how much have you been playing it
0: have you been uh going back and playing it at all Well, for me, no. And it's kind of, and the reason is because I generally don't play multiplayer games because Mm -hmm. I think they're only fun for the first week and then people get good. And then my adult life and not being able to devote time to get good at a game comes back rearing its head. Um, And there's not really as much cooperative play. Like if squadrons had more robust support for, like, uh, you know, what they call, you know, P versus E, where hey, a group of us are fl- flying around fighting AI. Like, I would have a lot more fun with that game. But because everyone else is live players, they're all going to be better than me. So I played the single comp- player uh, the single player component and I played it in VR and it was awesome. And I thought it was great. Well, I know it
1: was uh, incredibly successful and popular. So maybe we'll get some more content like that uh, coming along soon, you know. I'm sure someone out there is yeah. pitching a Rogue
0: Squadron game whether the movie comes out or not well the rumors were the ea had every single division pitch a star wars game and so at one point every single component of the ea machine was at some level considering what they could do with the star wars license and it just seems like the things just did didn't gel and i'm sure there's many reasons it's not just You know, EA couldn't get things together. Like I said, I you know, I think it's Lucas was also too hands off or Disney was too hands off is maybe another one. Disney has an incredibly long track record of not getting video games and like having award winning, super successful video games and then closing studios because, well, they just don't understand it. Um, That has been incredible. a constant problem for Disney. So again, it is better that people who have at least touched video games in a meaningful way are the ones that are making these calls. Cause like I said, I mean, just it, let's say that Jedi fallen order is coming out this year. That's, that's two star Wars games in the same year. We haven't had that in a while, like a long while, as far as like two AAA big titles coming out. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's very, 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 very exciting. That's a very good point. Uh, are you going to be getting Lego Star Wars? Yeah, I do plan on, on uh, grabbing the game um, because I like Lego Star Wars, but the problem with Lego Star Wars, the Star War, or the Lego games is once you've played one Lego game, you've played them all because they're all based on the same mechanics, which is great for children who is for what they are for because children don't have that sense of repetition getting dull. They just don't. Um, So I'm excited to have a Star Wars game I can re-engage with that isn't kind of the same mold, the same exact kinds of Mm -hmm. gameplay we've had. It's going to be, it seems much more open world. It seems much more inventive and... um, one thing that I like is it it finally gets rid of the main controversy that LEGO games have been attacked by by adult fans, which is if you want the traditional old LEGO experience, the pre-LEGO Lord of the Rings experience where they don't talk, they just mumble and murmur, great, we've got that. If you're like me and never had a problem with the, the LEGO people talking, you can have that. Everybody wins. Options. It's always the best answer if available. <laughs>
1: Especially when it's something easy. Yes. Like adding a mumble track.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, So uh, pretty excited to see what they come out of. I hope the crunch stuff is nothing particularly egregious or nothing more than the normal crunch that happens to every video game at the end. There's really no way to avoid it because you're artists. You forget about the deadline until, oh, God, it's the deadline. Um, That's just how artists are wired. You can see that in every film production like, everything that has a deadline it has to make has some of that it's a matter of how toxically could it have been avoided how it's minimized how employees are treated during and after it um and those details will come out but um despite um some of that controversy like i am still very looking forward to the lego star wars game and see what see what we get Yeah, I think I am as
1: well. It's been a while since I've tried out a Lego game, but this will certainly be one, I think, that when I eventually get my PlayStation 5, this will be uh, one of the games I'll bring home early on for it. So, definitely going to get around to it, but probably will not be a uh,
0: day one download for me or anything like that. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll let you know how it is, Um, but I think that's all we really have to say about today's news. Right? Yeah.
1: No, I think we're feeling pretty good about it. Let's wrap this one up.
0: Let's do it. another episode comes in for a landing short sweet and simple because we need to get one done pretty quickly so thank you for bearing with us yeah.
1: um yeah a little uh, update on current events to uh, make sure we could get an episode this week
0: yeah i'm sorry we're still getting used to uh, in 2022 uh, schedules are a little different i have a new job uh ross's you, you've got sort of like some life changes going on it, it's been hard to kind of figure out where where it lands in our recording time we, we're we're, we're fully planning on keeping going with the show, obviously, but it's just a matter of getting used to the new normal. Man, that's a tired phrase these days, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yes, yes, it sure is. Uh, so, uh, you know, eventually things will be back to normal. We have some guests lined up, mm-hmm. uh, but in the meantime, there's plenty of Star Wars coming out. Mac, I just started my uh, Bad Batch rewatch oh. uh, going through and, doing a full episode-by-episode rating the same way I did for Clone Wars. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, boy, the the first episode, you know, I mean, it's that hour-long sort of two-parter, but, man, that first episode of Bad Batch really is good. And when you know where things are headed and you know who those characters are, it really is just even better. I mean, just the the amount of variety that, uh, you know, Baker is able to get in, you know, four different characters yeah uh it, it really is amazing and um I, I'm very excited to go and re-watch the rest of the show I'll do episode two uh later tonight actually so very much enjoying that oh, uh still slowly reading through the rising storm um, mm. and uh you know making progress <laughs> slowly but surely <laughs>
0: um i that that's awesome I, I I've actually been thinking about doing a um Mando season two rewatch
1: oh yeah have you seen it
0: since it uh
1: finished probably not not, right you don't you don't do i i i I would say i've probably watched episode one probably at least 10 times i'd say Mm. uh i've probably watched the whole show total maybe about a half dozen times you know the sorry the whole second season not the whole show but especially those first couple episodes, I've just watched over and over again.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. But, yeah, like you said, I'm <sighs> – TV's disposable to me. I kind of get the story, and I'll go back and watch segments, but I rarely rewatch everything. I have rewatched all of Mando uh, season one before. I think it's time to watch season two. I, I may wait. I'm going to see if I can hold off and wait until Boba Fett's done just so I can sort of watch the bridging that they do between those two shows. Um, but I've been really, I've been mm. thinking about like, man, the details in, in Mando season two aren't as sharp as I want them to be in my head. I want to go revisit. Um, especially, well, as I brought up the specter of uh, Book of Boba Fett. So a uh, new episode is coming out today, as if you're listening to this on the day of the release. We're all excited to see what episode four, uh, or I'm sorry, chapter four. Five. Five. Five? Five. 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 <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, it five. Five. How many? Do we know the episode count total?
1: Seven. 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 Three left. So three left. Two after today, after you've heard this.
0: Um, but I will say episode four did get us uh, back into the wonderful controversy, and I just wanted to sort of comment on the discourse. Uh, I made a joke about it at the beginning of the last segment of the fire spray. Uh, Boba Fett's ship's class and name, potentially? How, how did you read it? How did... How, cause in Okay, so... So episode four, he says, I need to get my fire spray back, right? I don't know if that's... Fire
1: spray gunship.
0: My fire spray gunship back.
1: So by phrasing it like that, the way I interpret it is, yes, absolutely. That is not the, uh, shall we say, given Christian name. That is the <laughs> class of the ship. You know, that is the... Um, Th- the same thing as saying you know the carillion yt 1300 freighter uh right. it's the same thing as saying a lambda class shuttle that is the yeah. style a- of the ship a- a- just like the razor crest you know n- nothing n- nothing to to read into that anymore in my opinion
0: yeah i'm with you It it's the um you know this is an x-wing starfighter um but that's Pose X-wing. That's Black One. Pose X-wing Starfighter. You know, it's it's its own th- it's it pet name for a type right. of ship. Yeah. Uh, right, right. And right, I right. think most fans who are old school or really up on Boba Fett lore felt the same way because it's been since I think it might have been Tales of the Bounty Hunters or it might have been Dark Empire, but at some point, um, the Slave One was identified as a Firespray Thirty One patrol craft that's its type of starship out there in the universe is a fire spray 31 patrol craft um and it's been that way for like i said decades um so yes when i heard that line as well i'm like i need to get my fire spray gunship it's like oh okay you need to go get your corvette you need to go get your 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 pickup truck like you're saying it as a, f- I need to get my starship yeah. but you're being slightly more specific it's not just your car it's that's my your type of car um yeah but there's a lot of discourse especially people reading through the captions and using that as evidence to say that no he is referring to it as the fire spray because there was also an interview with tamara morrison where he said said that yes in this show you're going to get the rechristening of the ship it's going to have a different name by the end of this this which i interpreted as like boba fett will rename his ship during the course of this because of you know I don't know, he'll call it uh, Tuscan's Hope or something like that in response to his new life experiences or whatnot.
1: (laughs) Um, Uh, I like that. I like that. That's funny. I would love for him to... Give the ship a new name uh, if, if Disney wants to move away from the Slave One name. I think it should have a name. Uh, and I think if you're going to do it, you know, you could give it a name that has some meaning to the character. Yeah. And I think everybody wins with that.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing about Slave One is obviously it comes across like uh, sociopolitical battlegrounds of like, is this being too. Um, revisionist is maybe a cute way best way you can say it. there's been a lot of movement to get the word slave just generally out of our vocabulary and i have definitely have two minds on it like there's a part of me that's like hey when you're talking about computers we used to have this is the slave and master drive for a two drive computer and i'm like yeah we don't really need to have that in there there's no real good reason for it and it's not the most descriptive term of it anyway So, yeah, let's let's go into, you know, more generic terms like uh, the the uh, donor donor machine or the um, control machine or the output machine like or the target machine. Like I I, I get all that. But there have also been going too far where, where people have said that, like, we shouldn't have white hat and black hat hacker in tech space because that's racial. And I'm like. It's Westerns. It's referring to the actual colors, black and white, not skin tone at all. But I get why, you know, in our, in our world, it's like, do we find, we need to see if anyone's actually offended by that. If so, then yes, let's work towards getting, getting there. If enough people are offended by it, we should be trying to fix and make a better human race. But I think it's one of those funny things. I think Slave 1 gets a lot of people riled up because 1- It's been around forever. If you are a fan in 1980, you bought that Kenner toy and it's, it's a thing to you, right? It's, it's been the slave one. It's always been the slave one. Two, in context of Star Wars, the word Slave One has nothing to do with anything other than it just sounds interesting in the mouth. It has nothing to do with slave trading, slavery, or anything in any permutation of any Slave One story. That's just the name of the ship, just like there is nothing to do with birds with the Millennium Falcon. There's nothing really <laughs> to do with Slave One, which I think is another reason people feel that way. And last but not least, I agree with a lot of fans who are saying, if this wasn't Disney, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It is Disney is a much bigger target for litigation, controversy and problems, which means they're much more sensitive and much more proactive about avoiding any controversy. Um, So it's one of the things of like, is anyone actually offended by Slave One? I don't know if there's a lot of people really running around going "Slave One, my God, can you believe they named it that?" I think it's more just Disney making sure that no one can say that because you know it's an easy way to not say "Slave One offends me" is if it's not called Slave One.
1: Yeah, just just being a little proactive. Uh, the same way they were with Hot uh, Slayer Leia, you know, yes. giving a giving that change, and that was a change that you and I both said we were really happy with. Well, because that so actually is, is a little bit
0: with the concept of human bondage. Yes. It's it's a little yes. more on the nose and obviously a lot more <laughs> triggering um, to the controversy. Um, but Absolutely. but at the same time, I think we are both on the same page, and I'm hoping this isn't the end of the conversation in Episode Four because I'm like. I'm fine with you getting me the slave name one, but you have to give a compelling replacement and you have the chance for Boba Fett to define his ship. And like we said, define it with yep. character. And if you're just defaulting to him calling it by its class and not giving it a pet name, or if you're going to just steal the name that existed in Canada of its class and said, he named it after that. Cause he's completely unimaginative, like naming his dog dog, like it, it, you're going to have the fans who are just going to stand on the Slave One hill and die there because you need to give us an answer that's comparable, if not better, than the one we already have. <laughs>
1: well, I think no matter what, we will get fans dying on that that's hill. That's true. But, uh, you know, I think I've said before, and I'll say again, I, I am a proponent of the name Django. That should be the name of the ship going
0: forward. Django would be really cool. Um, uh there there's so much stuff from his lore. Like, I mean, the kinds of things I would want is I would want the ship to have a Mando name, like a the sure, the ancient sure. language of the Mandalorians, but that's probably not gonna happen. Um but like it's <laughs> it, i I also I want more stories with that ship because I want to know No, Boba Fett, what did you do to your dad's paint shop? It used to look great. It's very much like Lando's Millennium Falcon was really nice. What did you do to it, Han? Like Jango's was blue and silver with these chrome bits on it, and now it's like rusted tan with, it looks like Boba Fett's are like, I'm gonna paint it like my armor with some green, yellow, and red, but I'm only gonna do about like a third of the job. Well,
1: like you said, it's been through a few things. I want to see the things through. I mean, it almost got it eaten. Through.
0: It did almost get eaten by a Sarlacc, <laughs> that's true. Also, while we are talking uh, about that, hot take, yeah. do you think the Sarlacc's actually dead?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that Sarlacc is D-E-A-D dead.
0: For sure. I think if a starship could have killed it, they would have killed it eons ago. So I'm going to believe that it's just going to bloom up. It's like a weed.
1: Oh, that would be fun. Um, I mean, anything is possible. And we have at least a few episodes left to find out. Um, I'll be interested to see if if Book of Boba Fett is on track for a, a second season. Uh, so you know, or if this truly is going to be a one and so you done. you know
0: my opinion, which is I absolutely desperately don't want it to be. <laughs> I don't want it to have a second season and it's completely and totally selfishly because I would like people to have stories that have endings. And if you are making an ongoing show, then the ending is when you're no longer making enough money, not when you narratively thought it's a good time to end the show. Um, And I think that, I don't want Boba Fett competing with Mando. I think Mando is the ongoing pillar for this this wing of Star Wars. And like I want Ahsoka to be a one and done show. I want I, I thought Bad Batch was gonna be a one and done show. It's not, and I'm 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 okay with that. I really enjoyed it, and it's not any different than if Boba Fett has a season two. It's not like I'm not gonna watch it. Um I would just I would just <laughs> like to have the belief that We're not leaving tons of things on the table and like Mando, I'm going to have to wait two years to see more of it. Um, So I I would I would like to be it done, but you're right. It is going to be interesting to see uh, where they leave it and how open ended or how obviously they leave it for an additional season because um, obviously it's doing well i don't think it's as culturally big as mando but that's because it doesn't have you know baby yoda so how could you be more culturally relevant than mando i mean i love the mandalorian but that's not the reason that show exploded <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right on that one well uh, we'll be talking again next week and a few weeks from now we'll get to share our thoughts on uh, the rest of Book of Boba Fett yes. season 1 and uh, maybe then we'll have different opinions on a season 2 we'll see if it changes at all yeah
0: no no we'll see where it wraps up it definitely I think is finally firing on all cylinders and I'm happy to see it and that's what we're going to do because I'm Mac
1: and I'm Ross and
0: until next Wednesday may the force be with you This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, music clips, sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2022.